0: Hi, everybody. Thomas Castelli here with The Real Estate CPA and today we're going to be discussing the taxation of syndications. But before we get right into it, just want to make a quick announcement. The Real Estate CPA will be hosting a live webinar on Wednesday, October 24th at 2 p.m. with Kim Lisa Taylor, founder of the Syndication Attorneys, where we'll be discussing securities laws and the various other legal issues surrounding real estate syndications. If you're in the syndication business, this is a webinar you won't want to miss. You can register for the webinar by navigating to therealestatecpa.com backslash webinars. And if you missed any of our past webinars, you can find them by subscribing to our YouTube channel by searching for The Real Estate CPA on YouTube. Without further ado, let's get right back into the taxation of syndications. Now, we're going to be talking about it from both a limited partner perspective and a general partner perspective, and that's because general partners typically receive some fees that the limited partners don't, and those fees are taxed differently than the cash flow and sales proceeds that come out on the back end. So we'll start out with the general partners, then we'll go into limited partners and we'll review some things that you guys both, whether you're a limited partner or a general partner, want to discuss with your CPA to make sure you are using the right tax strategies and planning opportunities to reduce your taxes as much as possible. So, general partners generally receive an acquisition fee for their efforts in finding the property, obtaining equity and debt financing, assembling the team, and ultimately closing on the property. This fee typically ranges anywhere from 1% to 3% of the property's purchase price, and this fee is taxed as ordinary income and is subject to the self-employment tax. General partners also receive an asset management fee which is a fee charged for the ongoing management of the investment. The responsibilities typically include managing third-party property managers, investor relations, and other related tasks. Asset management fees are typically 1% to 3% of the gross collected rents and are also taxed as ordinary income and are subject to self-employment tax as well. Now, some syndication opportunities have other fees such as refinancing fees, construction fees, or disposition fees. These fees are treated in a similar manner to acquisition and asset management fees and are also, again, subject to that self-employment tax. General partners will also receive a portion of the cash flow from their interest in the investment. This portion of the cash flow will be taxed as passive rental income or losses, depending on whether or not the investment generates a positive net income or a net loss. General partners will also receive a portion of the sales proceeds upon sale, and that portion of the sales proceeds will be taxed either as a short-term capital gain if the property is held for less than a year or a long-term capital gain if the property is held for longer than one year and the general partners will also be subject to appreciation recapture tax on the portion of the appreciation attributable to their investment interest now when it comes to limited partners limited partners do not receive the same fees as general partners because as a limited partner you are not taking an active role in the day-to-day management of the property, the same way the general partners are. Instead, you're simply investing for a return on your investment. And this usually comes in the form of cash flow, which is taxed the same exact way it's taxed for general partners as passive rental income or a passive rental loss. Same thing for the sales proceeds. It will be taxed as a short-term or long-term capital gain, depending on how long the property is held for. The limited partners will also be subject to depreciation recapture on their portion of depreciation attributable to their investment percentage. Now partnerships are not taxed at the partnership level. Instead, partnerships are considered passed through entities and the income or loss generated by the partnership is passed down through to the individual partners who are taxed at their individual rates. So, That means if you're a limited partner, this is good news because you can still receive the tax benefits of direct real estate ownership without having to deal with the headaches of day-to-day management. And usually these benefits include passive losses that are generated from depreciation expense and allow you to offset your other passive income. And when it comes to filing taxes, whether you're a limited partner or a general partner, you will receive your share of the income or losses on Form K-1 at the end of the year when the partnership tax return is filed. Now, what tax strategies should you be discussing with your CPA when it comes to syndications? If you're a general partner in a syndication and you do multiple syndications throughout the year, you're going to want to talk to your CPA on how you can mitigate that self-employment tax on your asset management fees, on your acquisition fees, and any other fees that may be included in the syndication. For limited partners, you're going to want to work with your CPA. To develop a plan on which syndications are the best ones for you to invest with based on the other circumstances you have going on. Because not all syndication opportunities are structured the same way, not all syndication opportunities provide the same tax benefits, and not all syndication opportunities will receive the same amount of cash flow or sales proceeds at the same time. So, again, this is a whole, you're gonna need to work with your CPA to get a holistic approach on how you can fit syndications into your overall investment and tax strategy.